On today's episode of Up in the Air, we bring on a friend of mine who my buddies and I actually took under our wing, I guess you could say. At UCSB, he has since graduated with a degree in biological sciences and now works as an off-site clinic coordinator for Southern California Emergency Medicine. We talk about how he ended up actually doing COVID testing for Fox Sports during the NFL season amid the pandemic. Everybody, Parker Taylor. What's up, everybody? You're watching Up in the Air with Alec Nolan, and uh, episode six decided to bring on uh, somebody who who I think, uh, I guess we'd say me and the guys kind of took them under our wing back at, at college at UCSB, mm-hmm. and in this current climate with everything that's going on, haven't been in, really seen anybody, and alumni weekend was sort of, you know, shot to the wind. So how are you, man? How you doing? Good, I know. You you mentioned that alumni weekend. It's probably going to be two years now. Yeah. And graduated twenty nineteen, and we didn't even you know my class didn't even get to experience that. And you know just seeing you guys, um, that would have been fun to come back um, and see all the younger guys after we graduated and kind of share our experience after college. Um, but I've been good, um, busy. You know, um, medicine. You know that's just been kind of my field this whole time and. Didn't really know where it was going to go um, when COVID hit. A lot of like hospitals and particularly my, uh, the company that I work for, Urgent Cares, kind of just took a hit and people were mm. kind of losing their jobs. And then out of nowhere, people just wanted to start, you know, get, getting COVID tests. And um, it kind of just opened up a lot of things, you know, a lot of things shut down and um, we continued to get more opportunities to test for, you know, companies that needed, um, to stay alive pretty much. So before Um, you you get into that, first explain what you do, you know, from just kind of your position and then college, you graduate, how do you get into the role? So my uh, stepdad and mom have had, uh, they started this company a few years back, probably about 12 years ago. um, And I've been a medical assistant for them. um, When I go back home from college, from Santa Barbara, and would get experience for grad school. At the time I was wanting to do med school and now PA school, but um, after graduation, I just kind of wanted to build up my resume and continue working, Um, working in the clinics, you know, and then it started to dwindle and then opportunities came up and, you know, I had the trust of my stepdad and my mom and kind of just took a lead role in a manager position to start doing COVID testing offsite. And um, yeah, that's kind of just how it started and everything kind of just started to fall in line. And when you're graduating, what do you finish with? And do you think you're going to take that avenue? Because I think a lot of the time, you know, you, you go into college, you have an idea of what you're going to major in and then things might change that, you know, a lot happens in those four years. So did you ever veer off that path of, sort of the biology that you were going forth with? Not really biology or medicine in a way, but kind of just always, you know, as a young age, wanting to be a doctor, you know, medicine's been in my, I, as growing up the whole time, my mom's a nurse, my stepdad's a doctor, like every, my whole life was medicine. So I kind of had this, you know, push to become a doctor. Um, although they didn't really push me, it was just kind of like my own, 
mindset that I needed to become a doctor. Um, so I never veered off the medicine pathway is just whether or not, what did I want to do with medicine? Um, and I, I kind of came to a realization that um, after graduation, you know, I took the MCAT and everything and, and took some time for myself after graduating um, and realized that I wanted to actually just practice and, and kind of have a family and enjoy my life rather than, I don't know, being starting my career at 32. And I have so many, like so much respect for those guys that do that. Um, it just wasn't for me. And, and that's kind of just how it started. I just wanted that experience and started start actually you know working in the medical field yeah i think you bring up a good point because a lot of people i think when they finish it's like this is my dream this is my goal i'm gonna give everything i have to get there and then you realize maybe the end goal is a lot cooler than the process and maybe you're not into the process so much so i'm sure you you figured that out pretty quickly yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, if I, if I, you know, grinded and, and did that um, and, you know, was focused solely on medicine, like the medical field or, or medical school, um, then I wouldn't have the experiences that, that I'm having right now. Um, and that kind of made me realize like, you know, it's not all about just who you are in the medical field. It's about like what you kind of want to do. Yeah. I, I was in the same boat. I mean, I, I graduate, I think I'm going to get into you know, radio, media, whatever. Nobody yeah. would give me a job, nobody. And I got into the sales side of it and it was yeah. nice. I got a lot of good of experience, but to your point, I think I was able to live my life um, in a way that I hadn't before. You finally get some money, you can get on a plane and you can go places you can take your girlfriend out to a nice dinner. You know, you, yep. you start to live as sort of an adult. And I, I liked it. Um, yeah. Some people go, oh, this is the best four years of my life. And, and I'm so scared for what's next. I was ready to get the hell out of there. Yeah. I don't know sure. if you felt that way too, but uh, I think you were always on a similar wavelength as, as me and the guys. Mind you, the people that don't know, we're, what, two and a half, three years apart? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, you were uh... – a junior when I was a freshman. Yeah. So I think it was good. You know, you and I were in the same fraternity. I think it's good to see the older guys explain these things to you because you, you come in all bright eyed, bushy tailed and you're like, I'm going to be a doctor. Great. You know, if it works out, but there's other things in life that I think you want to enjoy and, and live out. And certainly I think what you're doing now is, is unique. So let's, let's segue into that. What For are sure. you doing? Cause uh, like I said, <laughs> I, I don't see you that much, but on Instagram and, and yeah. seeing your life in a time where COVID has dismissed nearly everybody from national football league games, it seems like you're at one every week. So how the yeah. hell does that happen? Yeah. I think I uh, missed out of the 17 weeks. I missed uh, two games. Uh, and I don't know, man, it kind of just was so fast and, and it just kind of just worked out that way. I, one day I got a call from my stepdad and said, Hey, um, you got to leave. We're like, I want you to leave for DC in two days. And I was like, all right, for how long? Um, and he said, two weeks, um, you're going to go for the democratic and the Republican, uh, uh, conventions. Wow. For like for testing for um, Fox News at the really? time for their coverage. 
so they like set up this whole studio thing on top of uh, some building in DC overlooking um, the White House. I didn't really know what I was getting into. You know, everyone was, everyone there kind of was like, we don't really know how this is going to go. I've never done COVID. I, before that, I've done, I did COVID testing, you know, sending it to labs uh, for like three months. Are you and, using the swab like physically? Yeah. So, yeah. and then I, yeah. And then it's all rapid testing. So um, before I was doing, uh, a bunch of just lab swabs where you just throw it into um, a sample and then send it off to the labs. And then um, we have this connection with this company called Abbott, which you might've heard of, um, that has these ID nows. They're like rapid um, tests. And you just throw the sample into a machine and it does a PCR. Um, you get results in 15 minutes. We've used it for about 10 to 12 years for influenza. Um, and then they finally released it, um, the COVID product that they had. So right around that time, Abbott was releasing that product and it kind of just fell into place. And then while I was out there, um, Fox sports, um, came out and kind of was seeing what we were doing. Um, I was the only one there too. Like it, 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 <laughs> it blown up, it blew up so much. Um, I was doing about like 80 tests a day. Um, for two weeks and then so the um, EHS they're called it it's like the health and safety person for Fox Sports came out and for two days and kind of saw what was going on and uh, the NFL season was starting in three weeks at that time and they're like we don't have a plan like what are we going to do and so (laughs) she kind of just saw what we were doing and next thing you know um, I was just spearheading the NFL thing so so you have physically tested NFL players? No. So that's, okay. That's the thing. Yeah, what's um, the caveat here? So it's just the production crew. Okay. So, so um, the Fox News media group comes to you to get tested. None of the politicians or anyone involved with the RN or DNC. Exactly. So it's okay. just, I mean, a lot of that is like, I mean, not current NFL players or right current people you know in the government a lot of you know fox news anchors are you know uh previously um worked you know for the government Mm -hmm. um so that those people um it's just the production crew so no one involved um actually in office or anything like that so are you testing Uh, like joe buck and all those guys i mean i i'm not gonna say you're not allowed Um, to huh i mean i is that a HIPAA situation? Yeah. So, um, it's, but it's you've tested just, some pretty cool people then. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say names, um, <laughs> and just for, for privacy reasons. Right. Um, but I mean, I was on Joe's and Troy's crew, really? um, and I met them and really nice guys. And it's kind of crazy to meet all these people. I've met a, a lot of crazy people from this, uh, from this job that people that I've looked up to as a child, like watching sports and playing sports. And um, so do they know you personally because you're traveling with them as their production crew flies around to different games? Yeah. So that's what, that's, what's kind of special about it. So we kind of, so let me just start back with the NFL. So yeah, pretty much how this all started. So we, we got a bunch of techs to um, two techs per team, Um, typically around six, six to seven games a week that Fox covers. Um, and then they travel with that crew all season. 
um, you know, just to keep the consistency because that was something special that they did. And I thought that was really cool. They like kind of just took us under their wing and, and made us like a part of their crew. Like even this past week, dude, it was, it was sad leaving it, you know, like I've spent what, three months with these people. Yeah. You were um, part of the crew. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's kind of just how it worked out, you know, two texts per team. Um, and you know, you, you, you see the big guys and you run into them and you know, they're friendly. And, um, I'm not saying that they're going to stop on the side of the street and talk to me for a while, right. but, um, very, everyone's so genuine and, and they're really, uh, charismatic and it's kind of cool to see that. Did you break your professionalism and ask for any autographs or anything like that? That was one thing. Uh, (laughs) So we had like a big meeting when we were like doing hiring uh, for this. Um, And, and what we were kind of like really like trying to tell the techs, like, please do not like take pictures. Don't, don't take autographs. Like this is work. Like act like you've been there. It's fun, but like, yeah, like be, yeah like be serious and you know it's all about business you know and with you traveling all over the place was there any concern on your part personally for your health I mean you're young you're in the bracket that can beat this thing and you're not necessarily uh should be concerned but was there any personal feelings you had going out there every week going all over the country and saying am I putting myself in a position uh you know to endanger my health at all uh, not myself. Uh, I never was kind of scared of my own health. You know, I, I think that just goes with anyone in the medical field. Um, you know, you, you're just doing your job. Um, more so, you don't want to bring it back to your family. You right. don't want to, you know, your grandparents. Um, and we took protocols, you know, we tested every week too, um, before we traveled out. Um, and, you know, there's some instances where some of our techs, you know, you know, came down with the virus and, um, you know, it's just, that's just what happens when you're, when you're doing this job and everyone knows the risk. Um, but you just gotta be safe. You know, we wear proper PPE and and are testing ourselves and making sure we're staying away from, you know, loved ones that actually can be at risk, Um, but never myself. Right. Because like you said, you're in the medical field. This is what you're signing up for. If you're constantly worried, then how could you do your job to your fullest, I suppose? Exactly. You know, and if, if I take the proper measures, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to be safe. If I, if I test someone that's positive and I'm wearing my face shield, my gown, my N95, then, you know, there's, there's little to no chance that I contracted the virus. So, um, yeah, I was never really worried more you know, more so, I think we kind of figured out um, earlier on in the season what airlines um, you, we kind of felt comfortable in. Um, you know, American kind of just stacked up their flights, you know, and just like a normal flight, um, you're shoulder to shoulder with everyone, whereas like Delta or United um, kind of spaced people out and that was kind of a little bit more comfortable. Um, and that came with that comfortability too like right. it was kind of more comfortable yeah uh, you don't want to sit by random flight. people exactly well you don't and want to do a pre-pandemic and you certainly don't want to do it during a yeah. pandemic so so that was interesting to see um but i think i think all the airlines kind of do a good job um like require like just making sure everyone's wearing a mask and everything yeah I, i've flown i think twice 
two or three times since this started. And it's incredibly sanitary on the planes. They give you the sanitizer yeah. wipes. You're wearing your mask the whole time. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd feel more safe in there than the grocery store. Like going oh, to Safeway sure. over here, you walk in, there's all these people, you know, and I, some people I, have I, good masks, but not everybody's got the proper protection. You know, some guy looks like he's got a freaking sock on his face, you know exactly. So some people take it serious. Some people don't, I get it. I don't walk in fear every day, but to your yeah. point, I'm not trying to get other people sick because yeah. then, then that's just me being selfish or ignorant, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're flying all over. Uh, do they tell you, Hey, you're allowed to go and watch the game because it looks like you're watching all the games. How does that play out after the testing is done and you've certain, certainly done all your business correctly? Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, so, in our first meeting with with Fox Sports, um, we were told that there's no way, um, you know, like the NFL won't give you credentials. Um, it's just not going to happen. You guys aren't going to be able to watch the game. I was like, damn, like <laughs> that's like one of the main reasons like i mean obviously i want to do this job but right. like i want to watch the game you want the cherry and, uh, on top exactly right. and uh the first week i was in new orleans um tampa bay versus new orleans no fans um and i was kind of just asking like you know security i was like hey like what, what are the chances we can get in and then next thing you know like we're getting our credentials and there's no like we can kind of just go into the stadium whenever we want you know and and before so it's only strict on game day um so and we're there we're at the stadium two days before doing testing um and you can walk on like i walked out on the field every i try to walk out on the center every field um you know on the saturday before the game um so it's not necessarily like the stadium that's strict it's more of the nfl um but yeah um, since the first week, you know, all of us got credentials and we can pretty much go anywhere we want. So the security at the, this is in new Orleans, they give you credentials and that was allowed anywhere you went thereafter. Yeah. So that game I sat, you know, you kind of want to hide, you don't want to be put on camera, but we know all the camera guys. So they're not going to (laughs) like blatantly like throw us on camera, you know? Um, so you kind of just find a spot, you know, that's kind of out of the way and, and enjoy the game but it was weird dude like the first the first game like that new orleans Tampa game I, you, you know you can hear drew or and tom just like yelling at each other cussing and like really? like is this even an actual game like and then like it just felt like practice yeah and it was like a scrimmage yeah it wasn't like it wasn't the same and then you fast forward to week four and i'm in miami and that's the first game that there's fans. Yeah. Well, because Florida just doesn't care. Doesn't anymore. care. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't care. Yeah. And and the, the players are playing differently, dude. Like it's just like so much. Like I think they had eight thousand fans, and right. it was way better. Um, because there's was, an energy was, in there, and I think the, the to your point, these guys have been playing so long; they're used to fifty thousand people screaming. Yeah. I'm sure Breeze would prefer that. And yeah, so you put him in this situation now and it feels like, you know, the overall level of competition, the, the fire, the energy, the game day vibe is sort yeah. of gone. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if that's had an effect on the season in terms of who made it and who didn't. I think whoever handled this well definitely got through it. Maybe that's why Bruce so. Brady's made it so far. But 
Um, so you're in Miami and there's a different vibe. What's it like after the game in Florida? Uh, you know, I, not nothing too crazy. You know, you got right. your people going out. Um, but still, they have regulations at restaurants and bars and stuff. Um, you know, you can go inside there. Um, but it's it's nothing too crazy. It's not packed um, right. shoulder to shoulder. Um, so, so if yeah, you but, had to go back to one stadium or one city that you've been to and you can name off several, uh, what would it be and why? Oh, man, that's hard. I, I That's 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 a hard question because I, I like different cities, not necessarily their stadium, um, but stadium and city, I would say Chicago. Really? Probably. Um, although the stadium was really weird, it was kind of like a, a mix between like ancient, like, or just like older history, historic, like field with like, like kind of more modern look and i was like this is they need to like change something with this yeah um just the city of chicago dude yeah uh, i loved it um yeah and i i i figured i would um you had know, you ever close- been there before nope two yeah, mostly cities i never yeah been. i went to chicago last december and that was the first time i'd ever been there and you know you see it in the movies and everything and you sort of get an idea but i mean for me growing up in central california and then moving to Santa Barbara. And I've been to LA and San Francisco, but there's nothing like going into a city like Chicago with the big skyscrapers and the history and the culture. I mean, yeah. it just has a different feel to it. You feel like you're you're a part of something bigger, like something bigger is happening there. I don't I don't know if that makes yeah. sense, but Yeah, for sure. They you know, and all it was freezing and oh, super windy and, and they uh and they closed down like a bunch of streets for people to sit outside and brought in like big ass trucks to um, really like throw on the games and <laughs> i thought that was really cool um and you know they just and i forget his name it was uh one of the cubs pitchers that was leaving uh he was getting traded or something and oh, yeah. on the on the street we were on there's four bars and he bought like everyone uh their first round of beers were you in like crazy. wrigleyville area no it was uh I can't remember what it was. I should have had this remembered, but um, it was a little bit north, of, like downtown. Okay. But it wasn't. It wasn't technically Wrigley. But he just bought everyone their first beers. Like spent like I don't know how much money. Thousands. It was of just dollars. like that kind of like atmosphere and those those fans, you know, like. And well, I you definitely like feel it's a sports town. Like, you know, LA is great. I mean, you're from Southern California, you know, but I don't think everyone's priority there as a collective is, hey, you know, it is a Laker town. There's no denying that. And Laker Nation is a real thing. And I think the Dodgers are are close behind that. But I don't think the city lives and breathes sports the same way that Chicago breathes the Bears and, and the Cubs and I just think it's a different feel and it feels like everybody's it's, it's a huge city, but it has that small town vibe of like, we're all behind this team. And I don't think you can find that in LA because you've got so many different people from so many different places in the country, whether it be they're coming there to get famous or become an actor or music, whatever. It's just a big giant melting pot, which is okay. Yeah, and now they have too many teams, you know. It's like it's yeah. and, and just no history. No. So. And, 
and I get sick of the Bears because I'm a Vikings fan, but um, yeah, you have to respect the fact that that the town is big on them, no matter what. They'll fill yeah. that place up, and you know they haven't changed their uniforms since day one. So just exactly. that culture and that history. To your point, it's it's an older looking field. It's not that old, but I don't think they want to create a dome. I don't think they want to change things too much. It's that whole you yeah. know, monsters of the midway vibe. So if that yeah. stadium wasn't as cool, if you just had to, I guess, go to one stadium and not tie in the city as well, which which of those was the best? I mean, SoFi was a trip, dude. Oh, it that's was, right. It was uh, that. I don't know how they did that, and it was just it. It was <laughs> five LA billion sure. dollars. Yeah, it was crazy. You're just walking around, and it's like outdoors, but it's also indoors, and all these plants are like throughout the stadium. And I think they like just real do, plants. Real plants. It's it's every. I think they have every native plant to California in the state. What? Yeah, and you're just walking around, and like you'll walk like through one hallway, and it'll just it'll be outside, and it's like like it kind of feels like a dome, but it's not, and it's just kind of a trip. Um, That's and interesting. They I think they did a really good job with it, although it's not in the best area. There's nothing around there, you know. It's England. well, it never is. Um, hopefully, it kind of comes up, but yeah, that stadium was. It was insane when the first time I walked into it. I've had this conversation before, and I don't know if, if you feel this way. The Rams' new uniforms, in that stadium, they look good. It's like it was meant to be with the lighting and everything, and then whether or not you see it in person or on another field, it doesn't look the same. So I don't know it if looks you like got they, that. It looks like they wore it last week, right? Like that, that dirty Yeah, it's, it looks a little dirty. Like why not just go for the full white, make it clean yeah. – but yeah. to your point, when they're under those lights and you're in that stadium, I think there's that good combination of natural and, and yeah. uh, you know, just I, I don't think I ever lights. took it that far. I just always thought the jerseys don't look that good. I, the, the white ones, at least. Um, I just don't even really like their new logo and stuff. I don't no. think they should have changed it. But um, who do you follow? Yeah, weird. I don't even know. Steelers. That's right. It's Steelers. Like, okay. Yeah. I won't bring yeah. that up then. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're basically going to all NFC games, correct? Because Fox yeah. has the deal with. Was there any AFC teams you covered? Because sometimes they switch, you know, a couple of games per year on that. Look at my schedule. I don't know. I don't think I, I. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, there was a few people that did. Um, we had two games in Kansas City this year. Um, did you go there? I no, I did not. So I was just on the game of the week. Like right. on, which is why you were with Buck and Aikman's uh-huh. team. Exactly. And then they did Thursday night as well. Um, did so you go to Dallas? I did not go to Dallas. They did oh. Thursday night in Dallas. Jerry World. Um, so, yeah, so that was – so that's kind of how it worked out. So um, Thursday night and the game of the week were the same crew. Um, so we didn't always have a game on Sunday because it would just kind of be too much like every right. single week. like two games a week, you know? Um, so then I would hop on to like a, the crew six or crew seven or like one of the, like the lower crews. And that's why I got, I got to go to Atlanta twice. And that wasn't with the A crew. How's um, Atlanta? I've never Miami. been there. Um, that's my favorite city for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's it like there? Weird, dude. Cause I you're not never, on the I, coast. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, I would say it's the most surprising city. Mm-hmm. um i never thought that i would like it but i just felt like i don't know i'm gonna be honest just, i can't see you in atlanta but oh i, I, I don't <laughs> think i would ever move there but right. um i think 
to visit is kind of cool. Um, there's just so much to do. Um, everyone's super friendly there. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just like, just a, kind of a huge like diversity and everyone's just like, accepting of each other. And like, I just didn't like, it's so green. And like, I just wasn't thinking like Atlanta, Georgia, like to be like that, you know? Um, and I thought it was really cool. Um, so yeah, probably definitely my favorite city. And so how much time are you allowed to stay in the city that you're covering? Are you getting there like the Thursday or the Friday before? Kind of give me a rundown of of what your schedule looks like week to week in terms of flying out to these games, when things are scheduled, when the tests are scheduled, and then do you have any sort of layoff time time. at the end? Yeah, so I get in Thursday. Um, Typically, you know, I've worked a lot of games on the East Coast, and that's rough traveling over there. Um, you know, you're leaving early morning from LA and getting there late at night on Thursday and we can go out that night cause, um, my crew didn't start testing till 1 PM on Friday. So, you know, kind of just go out and see the city and that's kind of what we try to do, at least for Selena and I, um, you know, we've never been to some of these cities and right. we got to try and enjoy it. You know, we're not going to just sit in the hotel room and do nothing. And, uh, so we'd go out like get a nice dinner Thursday night and have some drinks and watch the Thursday night game and then uh Friday we would start testing um test all night pretty much from like 1 p.m to uh 10 p.m and then um then all Saturday and Sunday mornings or early mornings um you start at you know 4 a.m sometimes and on the east coast that's kind of rough Um, yeah 1 a.m our time um and then test to about like 4 p.m every day and then game day you test out kickoff wow so let's say you know a test comes up negative then what's the protocol is your only job to report that and then does the nfl handle this or is this strictly a fox sports situation where they then handle it uh we have to submit uh everything to the nfl so um so we i mean fox handles that we submit it to fox hr and then fox tells the nfl especially um the people who have field passes um there that's super limited um so i don't know if you saw um you know during the games everyone on the field has like armbands yeah um so that was super strict um those those tests typically needed to happen the day of and they're um usually local people that came in to you know kind of freelance for fox um and kind of just knew who they were you know the nfl they're local so um they were the ones typically on the field um so yeah they they would get all the results and so i'm sure you're a little bummed out but if cbs didn't have the rights to the super bowl this year and it was fox would you be going to tampa 100 percent. yeah that's that would have been sick man yeah if covid happened last year (laughs) okay so obviously i don't think this thing's going to end anytime soon yeah we have the vaccine moderna pfizer um, you know, they, they say it's about 95%, 97% effective. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that the virus disappears. So have there been talks even after the season just ended uh, for you guys basically to keep with this partnership? And do you think it, it could expand into other sports or other, you know, media organizations? Yeah, um, I'm going to Daytona on Monday. Really? So... Yeah, so Fox NASCAR. Sports is going to have you go to whatever they're covering. NASCAR, yeah. Wow. Yep. And I just found that out. You're living morning. the life, man. 
yeah so um i have a lot to do before then i thought i was gonna have like two weeks off but nah it's uh yeah i'm going to daytona monday for two weeks and then uh someone else will come in to do the latter half um you need to send me pics man i need to see all this yeah i won't i i haven't decided if i'm staying for the the 500 which is on the 14th i think yeah um i think so i just have i have so much happening uh like later on in february that um like actual my life stuff so um i gotta get home um but daytona will be nice and uh i know you mentioned it really briefly but how do you get your girlfriend selena to be involved in all this and and sort of be the the uh, co-pilot here yeah i was kind of lucky because you know just being away for that long um that had been kind of rough um but she She would have left you no. You know, she, yeah, exactly. She, uh, she's been in, you know, striving for medicine, um, for as long as I have and, and, uh, you know, just needed experience. So strange. She's a scribe at cottage in Santa Barbara. Um, and she's currently, um, about to begin PA school in the fall. Um, so she's going through interviews right now. So, um, it was just kind of a good opportunity for her to, you know, kind of build her resume too and get those, hours because for PA school you need um actual hours um before you apply typically it's around a thousand um which she already had but the more the better um so it was just kind of a good opportunity like you know like we need people um yeah why not why not do it together and and you're at the age like why not it makes zero sense not to and you're a part of something that you'll be able to talk about this for decades to come you were involved in such a strange and complicated time to your point, they come to you and they're like, we don't know what to do. I don't think anybody knew what to do. And that's, I think that's part of the problem. Do do you feel more confident about this moving forward or did all of this concern you even more like, wow, we are really unprepared. Uh, Just COVID as a whole. Just, yeah. Dealing with it from not only just Um, a personal level, but professional level and then the sports happening around you and, I mean, it yeah. just seems to me like nobody had really a good, solid plan. Yeah, I think that the way, like, there's so many people in the United States, you know, and, and just kind of, like, how we live our life. Like, I think it was kind of just bound to happen, you know. I I said that from the beginning, I think, you know, most people are going to get contract the virus, you know. And I think it's just – I think we should have started, like, mandating masks earlier and, and stay-at-home orders, Um but I think it was just kind of bound to happen, you know, it's, it's a contagious virus and, and, you know, um, you know, people do care, compare it to the flu, but like the flu just, you know, it's going to continue to mutate like the flu and, and we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I think there obviously could have been some better, um, you know, protocols at the beginning um, to kind of stop the spread, but, and also every, we kind of saw, you know, spike up and then come back down right before winter time. Right. And everyone knows that, you know, viruses just kind of thrive and um, during the winter. And, and yeah. what we're seeing now is, you know, another spike and, and some of the worst we've seen. Um, and I think it's important, you know, now that people get vaccinated. And I have so many, I'm from a small town in Southern California that, you know, kind of conservative. And yeah. some of my friends are, you know, questioning whether right. or not to get the virus. And, you, you know, mean the vaccine, like, not the virus. Or the vac- yeah, the vaccine. Um, <laughs> should I get the virus? Yeah, should I? Um, the vaccine. And, and you know, everyone, you know, 
if they have the opportunity to get it, um, they should get it, you know, especially people at older Have you gotten it? I mean, because you're yes. in the medical field, so you have. Yeah. Which one did you uh-huh. get, the Pfizer or the Moderna? I got Moderna. Really? Mm-hmm. The one that doesn't have to be uh, kept at negative 70 degrees Celsius. Yeah, ex- exactly. And have you had both doses days. or just the first round? I will get my second dose in three days. Okay, yeah. My girlfriend's yep. the same situation. She works at a physical ther- therapy office, and uh-huh. they told her, hey, you're going to have to go and sign up to get the vaccine. And she was a little scared just because being part of that first wave that gets it, you know, exactly. you're, you're, you're not scared necessarily of the vaccine as much as you are like, am I going to have a negative reaction to it? Or yeah, some of the allergic reactions that have gone on. And, and to your point about living in a small town, I had a lot of friends that thought this whole thing was some giant conspiracy. It's something I deal with, you know, every day in my professional life, people calling us saying, why do you keep talking about this? It's not real. It's not really killing people. And then here you are on the front lines traveling all over the country. If it were not a big deal, they wouldn't have hired you. You wouldn't have been such an integral part of the team. So how do you try to communicate that with people who don't believe in this at all? Um, I pretty much, you know, it's, it's my first point that I made uh, earlier. Um, You know, it's maybe you don't think you're, you know, going to be affected by this virus, but maybe you're going to affect some other people in your life, you know? And, and I don't think that people will necessarily realize that until maybe it happens, which kind of sucks, you know? Um, and, and I can tell you that, you know, I work with um, pe- people that I've worked with for six, seven years in um, our urgent cares who were testing actual sick people, you know, whereas I'm testing more people like, Hey, you're good to work. Right. Um, and, you know, I've, had some friends that I work with that have contracted the virus and have given it to family members and those family members have passed. So, really, um, so yeah, so I think oh. it's kind of that, you know, it, it sucks that it has to go to that, you know, kind of point right. where to you, that level of severity yeah. that and it took this much for you to understand that this is real. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, I, and that, that kind of sucks, you know, it's like, why not just get the vaccine, you know, not to protect yourself, but for others um, right. and, or wear your mask to protect others, you know, and, and, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of crazy. You know, I know it, it's, there's a lot of politics in it. I know it is, but it's such a simple thing to kind of just protect your loved ones and other people around you. And I'll leave you with this. I know uh, we've both got to run here pretty soon, but if this pandemic doesn't happen, if it doesn't start spreading and you get involved with this professionally, what, where would you be right now? What would you be doing? Uh, what would I be doing if it didn't happen? Right. I'll be working uh, uh, in the urgent cares, you know, doing, you know, normal medical things. Um, right now, we all, all we see is COVID, so it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, your typical flu, um, influenza shots, and, and uh, just running tests, doing procedures, helping PAs and doctors um, do their thing with their patients and just getting more hours, working 12-hour shifts, um, you know, and just getting more hours and then kind of focusing more on my graduate school. This job has kind of pushed me back a little bit, um, uh, just a year. I I still plan on applying uh, starting April um, for PA schools. Um, I was just so busy, you know, we were doing – NFL, college football, 
uh, some NCAA games. And um, there's a lot more than just NFL and that I was running. So, um, so I just kind of took a step back and was like, I can't, you know, gotta focus on one thing or the other. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in no rush, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be focusing on that, but you know, I'm in no rush for sure. Well, it's been awesome to watch this whole thing. And I, I will say I've probably been living vicariously through you as you, you go yeah. to all these places, but you look good, man. You, it sounds like you, you took this thing on and just grabbed it for what it was and you, you ran with it. And I, I yeah. think this will be some life experience you'll take with you probably wherever you go. hundred percent. Yep. I was, it, it's pretty special that I was able to travel and, and do all this while everyone was, you know, kind of at home and some not even having a job. So I know um, it's been crazy, man. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll for sure always remember it. You'll have a story to tell. Well, like I said, man, hopefully we can, we can square up at some time. I, uh, I was talking to Berg yesterday, so rejoin forces with everybody and uh, maybe do our own alumni weekend. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully soon. Yeah, well, we, we need to get together. All right, brother. Well, good to talk to you and uh, keep in touch, man. All right, Alec. Thank you. Peace out. Appreciate man. it. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can like, share, and subscribe if you want to hear more. Peace.